Gary Meglin, here with Rachel Pooley, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 59, and this week's question is, do you review books that you read? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like. So today we're talking about whether or not you review books that you read. As authors, we kind of know how important it is to get reviews. It's how you get found a lot of the times. You know, the more the more people buy and review books on Amazon, the more your books are likely to go up in the lists and algorithms and, and all that whatnot. So it is very important. But it's interesting to find out whether authors actually review other people's books. We'll talk about ours first. Yes, I do review books. However, I am pretty crap and I am usually quite late to reviewing books. I have a stack of books I read recently that have not been reviewed, but they are on my list ready to be reviewed. I have made notes that I want to include and I will definitely do it. I'm just quite crap at doing it quickly. I know a lot of other people who review, like they will read the book and then they'll go straight onto Goodreads and they'll write a review. I am not one of those people. And it's quite bad. I'm aware that I should be reviewing books quicker than I am. And I've often had to go back like a year and, and mark on, yes, I read this book in 2019. <laughs> so, so yes, I do, but I'm not very good at doing it quickly. And I am going to work on that to all the authors that I'm reading. I'm so sorry. I do the same thing, though. I review all the books that I read, but I get so far behind in actually publishing the reviews because I post two book reviews a week on my blog. So I try to get a decent backlog of reviews so that I don't skip any days or weeks or whatever. And I will schedule, I'll write the review and I'll schedule it on my blog, but I don't like having the review up on Goodreads and Amazon. And then like a week later, it goes up on my blog. I prefer to have it all go up at once. So that's why I schedule it. And then the day it goes live, I forget to go back, copy and paste it and throw it up in, on Goodreads and Amazon. And yeah, I, I did really well with it at the beginning of this year. And I think I, I published like five book reviews on my blog and those five went on Amazon and Goodreads and I, we're, yeah, no, not anymore. I'm like months behind. It's awful. <laughs> it's nice to know that I am not alone doing this. And as I said, we're, we're not doing this on purpose. We're not going out of our way not to review. We really do believe in reviewing books because in the end, if we want reviews on our books, it's only right that we should write reviews for other people. And especially I find it's important to do it for indie authors or new authors because obviously you know it's it's harder to get reviews if you're an indie author um if you're you know if it's your debut book so it is important that people take the time to write a review so yeah we we definitely need to be better i mean you're actually much more impressive rachel because you actually post reviews on your blog i did that for a while and then i kind of lost momentum with it um so all i have to mainly do is do it on goodreads and amazon and obviously you write on one and if you're happy with it you copy and paste it to the other because you know it's the same review and i can't even manage that at the moment i think it's because goodreads stresses me out i don't know what it is the platform just annoys me the the layout i just don't like it i don't think it's a nice looking platform goodreads people if you listen to this would you please just do something make it look a bit nicer just make it look a bit more I don't know I just don't like it. it it stresses me out so I don't often go on and mark books as read I mean if you go on my Goodreads there's probably a list of ones saying I'm reading and it's like no I'm not I've either given them up or I have finished them months ago 
so uh, but they're still marked as, as currently reading so yeah i need to try hard <laughs> i don't mind the way goodreads looks to be totally honest with you um i actually don't like amazon i have a really bad love-hate relationship with amazon especially because as book bloggers we get a lot of free copies from authors in exchange for honest reviews and yeah you can you can disclaim that all you want through amazon but there's still that slight chance that they're going to assume that the authors paid you or you wrote a positive review just for the sake of the author um it doesn't matter if you actually have a verified purchase it doesn't matter what rating or review you give it but i have noticed that whenever i get an arc and i give it like three stars and below amazon will publish a review right away but if i give it like four or five stars then they don't publish it for a few days because they're trying to figure out if i'm legit or not and i'm like dude come on i write reviews on amazon all the time well I'm behind, but I write reviews on Amazon all the time. Side question, though. Are we friends on Goodreads? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> to be fair, I, I am rarely on Goodreads. I'll get the odd email saying, you know, such a body wants to be your friend or such a body's rec- recommended a book. And then I'll be like, oh, I better go on, on Goodreads and like, you know, do something. And then I forget and I don't do it. So, no, I, I honestly, I don't I don't know who I'm following on Goodreads. I, I'm, I'm going to blame you for not following me, for not like inviting me to be a friend because I think you were on Goodreads before me what I was very late to Goodreads so as the person who was on there first I think you should have welcomed me in with a a friend request no every social media platform we talk about you say that you joined it late that's not my fault (laughs) that's on you if you join late it's up to you to find your friends and say hey I'm here hi (laughs) anyway I'm going to digress from this before I get yelled at again for not following you yeah i was very bitter (laughs) recording this episode (laughs) we have had a very shit week and it is only a tuesday so you can kind of figure out how bad our weeks have been but yeah no i think that is crap that amazon do that i think if only if you only ever put five star reviews on everything on amazon no matter whether you're buying cat litter or french bread i don't know can you even buy french bread on amazon i don't know you know, or books. Anything on Amazon. <laughs> and if all you're ever doing is putting five stars, I can appreciate they might be a bit, a bit skeptical. But as you say, if you review lots of things and you do a mix of, of, of star reviews, because that's what life is like, and they still kind of hold on to your five star review with that kind of, is this legit? I think that's a bit crap. So I don't know why that is. But speaking of reviews, let's swing it around. Obviously, we're big on honest reviews. Which is horrible sometimes because as writers, the last thing you want to do is is leave a negative or a less positive review for another author. And it is quite hard. However, it is important to be able to do that because, first of all, people need to be able to be honest with us too. If our books suck, they need to be able to tell us. Obviously, you need to do it better than that. Don't just say it sucks because that's rubbish. But you need to have that kind of honesty on both sides. We need to accept that people might be honest with us and say that they don't like our book or that they like it, but not all of it, and the same back. So while it is hard to review, and I've spoken to a few writers who say they never review other people's books because they don't want to have to put anything harsh, I don't actually think that's the best idea. I think you do need to review. What I try and do is I try and always find something positive in a book. I think there's only been like maybe three, four books in my life that I couldn't find anything positive on. And a lot of them were ones I didn't finish. And I I usually finish books, even if I hate them, 
just because it might get better. <laughs> and then I get to the end and I'm disappointed that it didn't. But there have been a few where I didn't get past like chapter eight or even chapter four, in which case, I am usually torn about whether I even want to do a review for that if I didn't finish it, because on one hand, I appreciate you can do a review and put it as do not finish. But on the other hand, I don't know, if you got through it, it might have picked up. So I'm, I'm a bit torn about that. But other than, other than that, I do like to make sure I do honest reviews, even if that means being negative. But then you try and be constructive, not being a dick. You know, it's like you got to remember there's a person at the other end of that who has to read that and and you don't, I mean, you know, we're not talking about having to softly, softly be nice all the time, but there's ways and means of doing a review, pointing out the negatives of a book without, you know, crushing someone completely. Well, that's kind of it. Let's, let's diverge for a minute and let's talk about the importance of book reviews. Like, what is the point of writing book reviews? It's to help the author gain traction because the more reviews that they have on Amazon and on Goodreads and stuff, the more likely that they will be seen. And it's also just to show potential readers that this author is legit. And it doesn't matter if, if the average rating is five stars or one stars, it, it does show a lot about that book, but it also shows a lot about other people's opinions. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we need to write honest reviews. I have um, been in contact with other book bloggers that they don't publish their book reviews if they give the book like two or three stars or below because they don't want to bring the author down which you know in some sense I do understand that yeah you don't want to hurt the author's feelings but I think authors would rather have honest feedback provided that it's given to them nicely like I'm not suggesting you review a, you give a book a one star and say oh my god this book sucks it's terrible this author should not be a writer blah 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 that's not what I'm talking about why was it a one-star review? What didn't you like about it? Were the characters flat? Were, was there no description? Like, what happened? Did the plot not deliver by the end of it? Funny thing is, book reviews are my least favorite things to write. And I do it because I know it's important for the authors and it does help spread the word about their books. And I am as honest as I can in a nice, like, positive way. I don't know why book reviews are my least favorite to write. For some reason, I think, because there's a difference between writing book reviews and having book discussions. And I think writing book reviews, as important as they are, it is kind of weird to just be like, oh, this is what I liked about the book. This is what I didn't like about the book. I'm giving it this rating. Here's why you should buy it. Here's why you shouldn't buy it or whatever. Whereas like book discussions, it's like, this is what I got out of the book. What did you get out of the book? Is this making any sense? I just feel like when you write book reviews, you're like telling people as opposed to just giving your opinion in some cases. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think with book reviews, it can be it can be hard as a writer to do a book review. But I think you've got to remember the books are like anything. It's all subjective. And if you can write a book review where you are pointing out things that can be helpful to the next reader rather than just your personal opinion constantly so like if you're like oh this book had a happy ending and I don't like happy endings it's like okay that is a personal issue that you have that's fine to say but I think it should be I personally don't like happy endings however if you love writing happy endings that's a really good thing to follow in a book you know you'll, you'll enjoy this book because of that 
but it's when people sort of tear a book down or even raise a book up going like oh my god it's got the best like love triangle and it's like that's fine but if that's what made you like it somebody else might not like it for that so you're pointing out facts about the book that can then give the next reader an idea about whether or not they'll like it you know if it's got like a a gritty thriller that's a bit darker than normal thrillers that's a good thing to mention but i think a lot of people get worried about saying the wrong thing so either they just put all like personal opinion without kind of thinking a bit more or they don't write a review because they're paranoid that they're going to say the wrong thing someone's going to hate them the author's going to hate them other people have said nicer things and they're going to be like wow i hated this book why do all those people love it so yeah i have no idea where this is going but yeah that's my thought I went off on a tangent myself and just lost my No, that's thought. fine. But that helps me remember my point from earlier. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for. It's true, because uh, when you do write book reviews, you do have to say your opinion, obviously, because that's what a book review is. But when you say, oh, this is one of the best love triangles out there, why is it one of the best love triangles out there? Because a huge reason that we write book reviews is for the authors. It's not necessarily for other readers. It's for the authors. We're giving them feedback. Even though the book is already out there in the world, you yourself as a reader is saying, this is why I liked it. This is why I didn't like it. This is why I'm really excited to see what your next book is like. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's everything for an author. Because as authors, we're we're always learning. We're always trying to grow. We're always trying to improve our craft. So that's what book reviews do for us. End of story. So with that said, book reviews help authors. They don't necessarily help the readers. I'm going to refer to um, our previous episode, episode 58, where we talked with Wilmar Luna about dealing with one-star reviews. And in that episode, we were talking about whether people read reviews before buying a book or not and I think Will Wilmar was in the same boat as you right like you guys read reviews before buying a book we, we, I think it, we talked about different reviews for, for anything and how we usually go to the like the one star review and we oh. do we do go to the one star review regarding books sometimes I read reviews but I, I, I've got to be careful because people don't put spoilers in and don't state that they're spoilers but That's true. yeah if I'm really torn about a book and I'm really not sure whether it's whether it's something I might like I will go to the reviews to, just to give me a little bit more of a push in the right direction but yeah yeah, because that's the thing, like, I don't typically read reviews to help me whether I should buy a book or not. If it's in a genre that I enjoy, or even if it's a genre I don't enjoy or typically read, but the blurb sounds really good, or it's an author that I recognize, I will buy it and I'll give it a shot, or I'll get it from my library or something. And only if i not enjoying it that's when I'll go look at the reviews and I'll just see if other people are having similar thoughts as me because I don't want to be the only one who's like not liking a book or something I'll still be honest in my review but I don't want to be that person at the same time (laughs) in case you miss some really big thing and it's like oh right well that that's just it like everybody reads the book differently and they perceive the words differently so there might be a scene that I read that I'm like I have no idea what just happened now that could be me tuning myself out while I read it I don't know if that ever happens to you sometimes you read a page and you turn it and you're like what did I just read and then you have to go back and you gotta reread it so it very well could be my fault or I might not have understood 
the different types of vocabulary that the author used. And sometimes reviews do help with that. They'll be like, oh, this character is excellent because they did X, Y, and Z, which really helped with their growth for this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Okay. And then it, it allows me to think differently on the book and then I can enjoy it a little more. But that's only if I'm like halfway through a book or even if I'm done with the book. So I guess I don't read reviews to help me buy a book, but I do sometimes read reviews to help me write my own review, especially if I don't know how to word something like it's all still my own opinion and it's all my honest opinion. But there are times where I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. Let me see if anybody else had the same thoughts as me. Yeah. No, because I can see that. I find I am more likely to read reviews to buy a book if it's from a book blogger, like someone who goes out of the way to write book, read books to write reviews. And that's what a lot of their blog is, because I find that they have a very unique way of, of sort of studying the book. You'll often get details about the cover, about the characters, the arc, the plot, you know, pacing. They analyze it in you know, a lot more detail. Whereas if you flick through like Amazon reviews or Goodread reviews, you'll obviously find book blogger reviews in there, but you'll also find a lot of trite and a lot of like random people just being like, yeah, this book is great. I like redhead heroes. They're great. And it's like, <sighs> so I, I don't read, I, I do read negative reviews because who doesn't like reading negative reviews? <laughs> as long as they're not mine. I do like reading negative reviews just because sometimes the review is hilarious and sometimes they have no idea what they're doing. But when it comes to reading a review to help me buy a book, I will not go on to Amazon or Goodreads to do that. I will find a book blogger and look at them and see what their review is so like if I'm going through a book blogger's post if it's popped up and it's a book I've even thought about or just one that looks like it might be interesting that's the sort of review that would probably grab me more than trolling through Amazon's review system and, and trying to figure out what these people are talking about because you then have to hunt for a good reviewer in the midst of a lot of other reviewers let's just say it that way <laughs> that's a good point though because Goodreads not too many people go on re Goodreads that aren't book bloggers. They're just avid readers. And Amazon, you really, it you can't tell which reviews are from family members and they're just being nice or if it's from an actual book blogger. And you can usually tell the book blogger ones because they are more detailed nine times out of 10. And a lot of times people leave their book blog link behind as well. Yeah. So yeah. then you can just go check them out there and screw Amazon. <laughs> I think I think with Amazon reviews it's always harder because the number of people who, who uh, the, on Amazon you are, you're often more likely to get reviewers on there saying things like oh I hated this book it was full of romance and it's like it's literally a romance book you picked up and read a romance book and you don't like romance and now you're bitching or you're complaining because it's got vampires in it and you don't like vampires it's like it literally has vampire in the title or a picture of a vampire on the front how are you missing that so yeah I kind of take Amazon people reviews with a pinch of salt. Bottom line is, if you think a book is interesting, just go buy it because no one's going to have the same opinion as you. And then you can write a review, an honest review, a nice review. Well, I mean, you can obviously, if you didn't like the book, but still be nice about it. Boom. That's, yeah. Done. That, that's it. I think people get mixed up with what negative and mean reviews yes. are. It's like a negative review is pointing things out that were issues in the book. You know, like if you if you obviously didn't pay for an editor and it shows, 
that is a negative point. If your characters are one-dimensional or the dialogue is stunted or the plot meandered nowhere, that those are issues that would make a negative review. If you turn around and went, I hate these characters, they should die, this author has no idea how to write anything, what a lot of crap. That is a mean review. That doesn't tell you anything. That's just someone unloading their, their rubbish onto some poor author. That's different. So you can be nice and negative without being an arsehole. <laughs> and yeah, and like I said, please review books. Authors need it. It, it does add legitimacy. As Rachel said, it's important for spreading the word about their books. It's important to give authors a little bit of feedback. It's important to help other readers who aren't sure what they want to read for those who do read reviews. So yeah, it is important to make reviews, to do it honestly, and don't be nasty. Okay, with that being said, I, I think we've uh, said all we can about this episode, so we do hope you enjoyed it. Do let us know if you review books that you read. Put it in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Mary Writer Podcast. Let us know the last book you reviewed. Love to see that. If you would like to get some extra content, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Mary Writer Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get yourself some extra bonus content. Tune in next week for another episode of The Mary Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Shiny Objects. We are easily distracted. The music title Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons, Bob Rising Law.